Whether you are in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management provides clarity through the complexity. Shoreline's system is straightforward. They will understand your financial circumstances, identify goals, analyze current plans, and customize a path to position you to reach your goals. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA. SIPC. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome to the Financial Wake Up Call podcast. I am your appetizer around Vin Avenue. Dave Crossan is your host, guiding through your financial journey each and every week. And, um, you know, Dave, I know you and I have enjoyed talking about food over the years and it's important to have a good balanced diet and you know what else while you're filling up your plate at the buffet good financial buffet is good for you and filling up your plate balancing your finances and balancing your financial life and choices is all too important Buddy, so, love the what, intro. Thank you so much. What do we got so cooking much. on the financial well, you podcast? Know what, Vin, this is very important, and I'm glad that I had these different conversations this week because on a, a previous uh, podcast, we talked about estate planning mistakes, and mm, they can happen. That's right. Very little things can creep in there and create problems. Um, and one question I got from a, a couple of different clients, and they had listened to the podcast, and they were asking about, well, David, what if we just made things a little bit more simple for our estate planning rather than go to the effort to have a power of attorney? Why not just put one of our children on, as say, a joint owner on our accounts? And so I wanted to talk about that, and I'll give you kind of the pros and cons to doing that. So let's back up a second here and talk about, say, a financial power of attorney and what that basically is. And there are two different types. You can have a durable, which basically means I have a document, VIN, and it gives you, say, you are my power of attorney. And while I'm alive, it gives you the ability, if you're in possession of it, to handle different duties or responsibilities or tasks that are in there. You can handle it. Maybe it says in there that you can pay my bills or pay my taxes or whatever the situation is. Um, It will clearly outline those abilities. Let's say for whatever reason I'm going to be in the hospital, I can't handle my financial affairs and I'm giving you that ability. I've got a durable power of attorney. You've got the document. You can go to the various financial institutions, provide it to them and have the ability to handle all of those different options, if you will, responsibilities or duties with having that power of attorney that's a durable. There's also what is called a springing power of attorney. And the easiest way to know what that is, it's a power of attorney that can have the same abilities that that the durable power of attorney has, but for it to be in effect, for you to be able to utilize it, you would have to have one to two doctors sign off on it that clearly state that you are incapacitated, or I am, excuse me, I'm incapacitated. I can't handle my affairs. I can't pay my bills. You have to step in. So even if you had this document, if there weren't these doctors signing off stating that I'm incapacitated, then that document is meaningless. So for it to be in effect, it would have to be a situation where doctors have signed off that I can't handle my affairs then the document is valid. You would go with that and the sign off from the doctors to then 
go to the financial institutions to be able to then have the different abilities, if you will, to handle my financial affairs. So now I get some good questions this week. And one of the questions is, well, David, you know what? Rather than go to an attorney to have one of these PAV attorneys uh, written up, if you will, the document created, why not just simply have, say, one of my children be a joint owner on one of the accounts? Okay. Then that way, hey, if something happens to me, I can't handle um, my bill paying or whatever the situation is, if it's a joint owned account, like just, let's say joint with rights or survivorship, that child that's on that account with me can have the ability and access to do whatever needs to be done while I can't. Well, let's talk about that. A couple reasons to answer this question, to answer, can that happen? Yeah. Or would that actually work? Yes, it would work because that joint owner would have the ability to pay bills, do whatever needs to be done if you cannot, because that person is the joint owner, they would have that ability. So yes, it does work in that regard. However, then let's talk about different ways that this could go wrong, mm. okay? So let's go this route, okay? Here we are, let's say I have four children and I'm going to have one of my children on as a joint owner to me. Okay. So again, if I can't, pay my bills, whatever the situation is, my child can go ahead and handle it because they are the joint owner. Well, here's a hiccup, one hiccup, one particular hiccup. If I passed away, Vin, and let's say in my will, I wanted each of my children to have 25% uh, distribution of all my assets. Okay. Here is the problem, Vin. This account has only one of my children on there as a joint owner. Ah. So- Remember this, this is key when it comes to following either the will or say a titling or beneficiary designation on an account, it will always go the direction of either the titling or the beneficiary designation on an account. So what am I saying? Being that that account is set up with one of my children, a joint account, the example I utilize joint with rights or survivorship. If I pass away, that child will get those proceeds that will go directly to that child. So hiccup number one, my intention was when I pass away to have all of my assets be split up 25% to my children. Well, now 100% of that account went to that child that I was um, joined on joint with rights or survivorship on the titling. Okay. So that's a big issue. It doesn't follow the plan the way I wanted it to be set up. Again, if there was a durable power of attorney or springing power of attorney available, was prepared by an attorney, whatever child or all of my children, depending on how I wanted to set this up, could have this document presented to a financial institution. Let's say it's a durable power of attorney and it's that same child that was joint uh, or was on the joint account with me, let's say it was still in single name, they could simply take that durable power of attorney, have attached that account, and then pay my bill. So the same functions are available. And then let's say I died while this was taking place, then again, since it is still owned in just my name, we would have to have that will probated and the 25% beneficiary designations would be paid out accordingly to the way I wanted my estate distributed. So again, 
a situation where just having that power of attorney would have accomplished what I needed to get accomplished, why I wasn't able to handle my financial affairs and the distribution went the right way when I passed. Again, if one of my children was on there as a joint owner, it would have ignored the terms of the will and would have paid out directly to that child that was a joint owner. So issue number one, it would affect the outcome of my estate plan in the manner in which I wanted it to be distributed. Finn, this is a big one. Mm, okay. Here we go. So let's say the same child is now going through a divorce. Okay, mm. so consider this, Vin. Now we have an account that has this child on as an owner. So now as this child is going through the divorce, that's going to be an asset that they're going to see and say, well, okay, you are a joint owner of this account. That could create a problem. Even though it's my account, Vin, and I simply added my one child on as a joint owner so they could have the functions of the account or take care of aspects of the account if I cannot. Okay. The problem is now they're a joint owner. They're part of the ownership of that account. So if there is a divorce, that could create a problem. We would have to prove that this is my account 100% and I just added my son or daughter on in that capacity. But again, there's ownership here. It could create a problem. So again, how do we avoid it? not having the child on as the joint owner, but rather have them as a power of attorney in this situation. Here's another one, Vin. Oh boy. We go from divorce. What if this child that I have a joint ownership on with this account is now going through bankruptcy? They've now filed for bankruptcy. Mm. Well, now here's the problem. This child is on there as one of the owners. So again, as this child is trying to figure out that process and going through the different assets that they have. Well, guess what? This asset is going to show up as one of theirs, even though I'm joined on there and it's my money. The problem is I have them on the title. That could create another problem. Finn, one last point I'm going to bring up, and you hate to think of this, but mm. unfortunately it could happen. Okay. Well, what if that child does something they shouldn't with that money. It can happen. In other words, they pay money out to pay things for themselves, whatever. They're a joint owner. They'd have the same abilities that I would have, but maybe they mismanage things. They do things that they shouldn't. They take money for their own needs. I'm incapacitated and I don't know anything about what's going on, and they do things or take money out for their own needs and not for my needs. Again, you hate to think about that, but that right. could happen. Okay. Last point to bring up. And again, these are just things to consider. Always speak to a qualified attorney to go over the different steps and the different things that you should consider when doing anything, especially with changing any sort of titling on an account is to consider what we talked about here. If you add somebody on an account, they go through a divorce. They go through a bankruptcy. They don't handle things the way they should. Unfortunately, if they're an owner, that could be an impact to something that I own, these accounts, as well as if something bad happens and this individual does things that they shouldn't, well, I could be out money. Now I've got a family issue with my other children. And the other piece to it too, Vin, like I mentioned with the distribution, if I pass away and I only have one of the children on there, that ownership now goes 100% to that joint owner, that one child. Well, 
I pass away, that's what would take place. And what if this child doesn't distribute or gift out that money to the other children says, hey, that was intended for me. Mm. Dad wanted me to have it and then create unnecessary family fighting. So I wanted to bring that up because number one, to get a power of attorney, whether it's a durable or a springing power of attorney, they're not expensive documents. Then they're, you know, $100, $200. They're so important because unfortunately something could happen and that document, especially a durable where that individual could take it to the, the, um, power of attorney could take it to the financial institution and then have the ability to take care of the different tasks that I need done, pay my bills, whatever it is. For the cost of it, it's really not much of an inconvenience to do so, especially if it's a situation where it's a durable and all they have to do is present it to the financial institution. I think sometimes people think uh, it's a big challenge. It's overly expensive. It'll take too much time to do. It really wouldn't be the case, Vin. And again, lean on an estate planning attorney to have the conversation and they can go over the different steps and the different things that are necessary. But I wanted to bring this up because I do see it a lot where people don't want to go to that extra step of sitting down with an attorney. They're thinking, you know what, I'm not going to have a power of attorney. I just have it set up as a joint ownership with one of my children. And unfortunately, one of these things can happen and derail everything I was trying to accomplish. Oh boy. That's it, Vin. Could get messy. Yeah, we don't want that. Just hey. wanted to put that clarity out uh, to everybody. Or family feuds, too. Cause yeah, yeah, especially you know, there are difficult exactly. times for some people, you know, after a loss or anything oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, you don't want that. And you, especially a situation where I pass away and everybody is grieving over my passing. And unfortunately, it could create some family tension that may not be able to be repaired. And, and that would be just yeah. absolutely awful. And it's just fighting over the, the finances. Yeah, it's tough. I see it too many times. So I like to position this out here, provide this conversation, if you will, right. uh, to people or to different points or topics so that people can look at it now and plan accordingly. Dave, uh, certainly uh, an important but a difficult conversation yes. to have. Uh, but people you know, should plan ahead now, You know, at least have that conversation, even if they don't have a loved one who's uh, who has passed uh, right. or who is in, uh, you know, uh, has a terminal illness or anything, but how can they go about getting in touch with you at Shoreline Wealth Management to, to have this type of conversation so that they can at least build up a game plan for what to possibly do down the road? Absolutely, pal. I appreciate that. Let's start with a phone number, 732-902-7880. But of course, you can visit us at shorelinewealth.com. And hey, Come visit us with yeah. this nice weather now. There we uh, go. We're in Manchester and in Manahawken. Yeah, see the trees are blooming. Oh, yeah. uh, grass is growing green. Everything's uh, everything's happening. And then uh, you could just take that drive over to Shoreline Wealth Management. Go see Dave Cross and discuss any number of financial related topics, and he will guide you on that journey to uh, financial success and financial um, conversations and everything. So feel free to. Get in touch with Dave Cross and Shoreline Wealth Management. Another good podcast in the books, Dave. This was a good one for the people. Thank you very much. You could uh, listen to the rest of the Financial Wake Up Call podcast anytime uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or the 94.3 The Point app. 
and uh, just get yourself caught up to speed. Share it with your family and friends, the Financial Wake Up Call podcast with Dave Crossan. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal advice. Please consult your legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Whether you're in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management understands that you're more than your money, and they strive to help you realize your best life as they align your finances with your goals. Best of all, Shoreline's straightforward approach will include you in the process. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor committed to helping you weather life storms. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member of SIPC. Let's face it, investment concepts and financial planning can be very intimidating and confusing. Shoreline Wealth Management addresses that feeling head on. Their goal is to educate you while offering financial advice without buzzwords and jargon. Shoreline includes you in the process and makes you comfortable every step of the way. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information and start your financial journey with comfort and security today. Shoreline Wealth Management with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC.